0: Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com/slash credit card. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Sunday, November 5th. And uh, good luck if you're running the New York Marathon today. Ooh, gosh, bless your hearts because, boy, that is something else, running 26.2 miles. I always wanted to do that, and I'm sure I never will because the old body gave out before The desire to get that done kicked in. Anyway, yeah, we really do appreciate every one of you who listens. And if you would like to join us on the air, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. And check the box that you'd like to join us on the air. Mark does everything else. While you're on the website, check out all of the free stuff that lives there. There's the free weekly newsletter. I've got a long post about bonds. I talk about economic growth. I talk about open enrollment. All the things that you care about right there on the blog for free. Of course, if you want to spend 35 bucks, you can subscribe to Jill on Money Live. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars and other bonus video content. And you can buy my book, The Great Money Reset, which is still available for sale. Doing pretty well. Thanks so much for everyone who's bought the book. Right now, let's talk to Dan, who's on the line from Pennsylvania.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me on, Jill. I'm a big fan of the show. love your book, and thanks for all you do. I have a question about life insurance. Uh, kind of two things prompted me. One was your... Policy genius reads at the beginning of the shows. And two, you know, you've had some calls over the last couple of months where people are doing their financial rundown. They mention they have X dollars life insurance, and you'd say, hey, I think you need a little more. So, my question is, how do you determine how much a person should get? I'm curious how much you think for both my wife and I. Um, I've done some internet research that kind of has that 10 times income, yes. other factors, but wanted your expert opinion on the matter.
0: Okay, so tell us a little bit about you and your wife. How old are you, Dan? we're both thirty
1: seven okay Kids? two kids, three and
0: six. And do you own your own home?
1: Yes, we have a home uh, worth about seven hundred thousand mm. with a thirty year mortgage three hundred forty K at two point six two five percent. It's a
0: thirty year mortgage two point six two five percent. I know it's crazy. Oh. Right? Never make an extra payment. How much do you guys make?
1: Uh, I make about 160k salary, and her, uh, my wife, 85.
0: Okay. And do you both have retirement plans?
1: Yeah, we have uh, combined about uh, 700k and some rollover IRAs and our current 401ks, and then 100k in a Roth IRA. Great.
0: How much are you contributing to the retirement accounts now?
1: Uh, I think both of those are around 10% of our salary.
0: All right. How about non-retirement money? Anything that's socked yeah. away?
1: About um, 100K in some brokerage, non-retirement stocks, mutual funds, um, 529 plans, about yeah. 100K.
0: You said 100 in the brokerage and then another 100 in the 529s? Correct. Look at you. Do you have rich parents? Who's putting all that money in those 529 plans? So, you know, when
1: uh, first daughter was born about six years ago, we did put some money away. And yeah, we've had some, the grandparents do an annual contribution on their birthday. So that's definitely helped as well. I would like
0: to see you up your retirement, even if it's at the mm-hmm. expense of the 529s. I so know, I, I knew would, you to say that. And I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, no, the, it's re- fine. The reason being, of course, that especially if you know, you've got grandparents who are helping out. Is that money that's in the brokerage account from just excess savings? Like, where does that yeah, money come from? Yeah,
1: that's kind of from me in my in mid early 20s having, you know, excess income to put away, investing it in Vanguard mm-hmm. and some individual stocks. So you're not
0: contributing to that brokerage account right now. You're, in other words free cash flow is going to the 529s. Is that fair to say?
1: Correct. Yeah, that brokerage account's kind of just buy and hold at this point.
0: I okay, guess. got it. Okay, that's fine. All right, let's see. What else do we have? We got the house, we got the money, and do you have an emer- is your emergency reserve fund part of that brokerage or do you have a separate cash account uh, for that?
1: Cash, I have about 9 months on hand.
0: Okay. Good. Do you guys feel both of you secure in your jobs at this point? Yes. When I think about running um, insurance calculators, I I look at all these aspects of your financial life. And we want to try to figure out is, well, what would the immediate cash needs be, right? And the immediate cash needs would be like if you, God forbid, were to drop dead tomorrow, obviously, your wife is not going to be able to support all the bills that are necessary on 85 grand a year. Plus, I mean, it is also possible potentially possible that if something bad were to happen to you sooner, like not 15 years from now, but, you know, in the next five years, that your wife may be in the situation where she's like, "Um, my husband just died and I'm not leaving my kids with a nanny, you know? So it may be that she'll have zero income. And I think that that's something to really pay attention to, because if that's the case, then the insurance need would go up. Right. And it really would only happen. And this is like the funky thing about insurance it would only happen, you know, while the kids are really little. It may not happen, you know, later down the road. So, right now, um, you've got these immediate needs. And then the other question is that, you know, if you satisfy the immediate needs, what would the longer term needs be? Would you want to have a bunch of money put aside so that your wife didn't have to work for, you know, 10 or 15 years? Would you want to actually leave enough so that? she could retire, you know, with her next husband who she won't love as much as you, but, you know, she hits her retirement goals and you set that up upon death of your, you know, the first spouse death. So those are like these weird questions that are always under the surface of the the general, like instead of saying 10 times income, these are more nuanced questions to ask yourself about life insurance, right? And so I think as I hear you say it, I have a number in mind for insurance. So tell me, what did the calculator tell you that you needed in life insurance for each of you?
1: I mean, it was basically just a 10 times calculator. And then I've read some other stuff and, you know between six and 10. Um, so I guess for her, it was about 850. And for me, 1750 or whatever, And I don't really forget if it was rounded to the nearest 250,
0: Right, right. Because you have so much money that's already saved, you're on track to only need this coverage while the kids are little. You know, so if you think about it, you need a 20-year term policy. You need 20 years, and you probably don't even need it for 20. You probably need it for like maybe 15, but you might as well get 20 because it's cheap anyway. The way you're describing it to me, I probably would look at 2 million and 1 million. 2 million for you, a million for her and a 20-year term, and it's just not that much more expensive to have extra coverage. The reason why I asked all those questions really has to do with what you'd want to cover. And because insurance is cheap when you're younger and you're not going to do this forever, this is just a bill that you have and you put it into the, like you know, you sort of plug it into your, your normal annual cash flow and you don't worry about it. And that's my two cents. Does that make sense to you? My yeah, guess, two cents make sense?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I guess so. You know, the fact that our savings are, you know, significant, that did that sway you in your calculation? To yeah. Take less?
0: Yeah. Because if you had no savings, yeah, then I'd middle. say I'd, oh, I'd, I'd probably do more.
1: OK. So and
0: a- you probably don't even need as much as I'm saying. It's just that in the intermediate, in the short to intermediate term, meaning until these kids are like 10 or 12, you've got a gap. So essentially, I'd love it if you could, if this, but it makes no economic sense to do this, but what would be great is to be like, oh, I have a 10-year term policy because it's so much cheaper to, it's so cheap to get insurance at your age, you're better off getting a longer term just in case. If you or your uh, wife would inherit a bunch of money or, you know, you would have some help, you probably could drop the coverage amounts back to more like, You know, one and a half million and 750. But I don't know the circumstances of the parents. And I always, I'm always a little cautious about that because, you know, parents, your parents are probably young and everything's good with them. But God forbid something bad happened. Then they start burning through their own money. So I just want to make sure that if that's the case, be very clear like, oh, no, they have a ton of money. We're good.
1: I think that's a good qualitative thing. I mean, all four grandparents are healthy, well off, mostly retired or fully retired. And, if something happened in the you know, five, ten year range, I'm pretty confident they would be there for any financial, emotional, child care support.
0: Okay, so then let's let's pull it back. Then I think it is probably the one and a half, 750 kind mm-hmm. of range. Okay,
1: good. That helps, yeah.
0: You guys have your estate documents done? Yes. Yes. You know what, just out of curiosity, do you have life
1: insurance through work? Yeah, my wife has about only two fifty at this point. We were trying to get her a policy, but it was when she was pregnant, so they recommended Mm. we waited. And then, and I have a currently a 500K policy.
0: And that's what I would do. I would just, I would replace it and get the coverage you need. And I think one and a half and 750 sounds like the right amount. Some of this is, um, you know, you can really go nuts with the calculators, but you have a lot, you do have a lot of money and you're going to be okay, you know, and you know, you hope you never need it. And which is, you know, always the way we talk about life insurance, but it's good to have the coverage and kind of get this thing set in stone, right? Yeah, Absolutely. If you would like to join us and discuss what's going on in your financial life, it's so easy. Just go to JillOnMoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. We'll get your note. Check the box if you want to join us live. Mark does everything else. Thank you so much. And we love when you come on the air. So please, please make that a priority if you've got something rattling around in your brain. All right. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work. Change your wealth. Change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students.